Hey ladies and gents, it's Steph at Steph To It, and you're listening to Move Memoirs, where we're making healthy moves and telling the story. Welcome to episode three of Move Memoirs. I'm here with Amani Eke, yoga instructor and founder of Project Yogi. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for coming. Um, I wanted to get started straight away and just sort of delve into a bit about Project Yogi, um, what it is and how you started it. Um, so Project Yogi is an um that does yoga, mindfulness and social emotional wellbeing programs with young people. And I started this back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was teaching and I kind of just had recently finished doing teacher's training um, in yoga um, for adults. Um, And then actually I did do another one for teens because I was thinking, okay, well, I could maybe do this within my school um, for some of the kids because they could really benefit from it. So it kind of like began because of a kind of I could see like the benefits that I got from practicing yoga but I think after my teacher's training like I really just kind of felt quite different right different how um like I think doing the training really kind of um helped me through some issues that I had going on like certain stressful situations some of the ways that I was thinking um, and I really noticed the difference so I think I just thought this is something that young people could really benefit from so that's kind of why I decided to set it up so yeah I started in 2015 and it really just started as classes in the community and I'd get a lot of parents bringing their children to classes but probably because they practice themselves or they kind of understood the benefit but it wasn't really the young people that I wanted to target okay um if that makes sense so I I wanted to kind of target more kind of disadvantaged yeah yeah um but they were really not interested in coming and trying and schools at that time were not really interested right that's what I found yeah um, so, you know, I was just giving classes and, yeah, you know, at different community venues and some yoga studios and, yeah, you get really kind of privileged young people, right. which was fine. Yeah. Um, but you had a group that you wanted to reach. Exactly. Yeah. So I think with time, it's kind of gone back to how I originally wanted it to be. So currently I am working with a lot more kind of vulnerable young people a lot more kind of underprivileged young people right. um, and really that's what who I want to target because I feel like it's about educating right yeah educating young people on their health and their well-being um, you know making them know that this is something that they should kind of be thinking about mm. and it's something that we kind of need on a daily basis so whether it's just physical activities whether it's as a physical activity, sorry, should I say, yeah. or something to kind of support um, mental health. Right. Or like, like emotions, sorry, yeah, should I say. Yeah, just being able to 
express themselves in a more positive way. Exactly. So, yeah, so that's kind of, you know... Because I said at the beginning, um, it was difficult to reach the group that you wanted to reach. Yeah. How how did you change that? Like, you said, now it's better. I think times have changed. So okay. there's a lot more, you know, that's kind of five years ago now. But yeah. really, I kind of started it end of 2014 but mm-hmm. it really got going like beginning of 2015 yeah so I think you know within this five years um things have definitely changed yeah yeah because, you know is that like there's so much more kind of information about well-being we see it more Instagram yeah. Facebook there's loads of kind of events happening there's yeah. loads of even um wellness shows and things like this yeah. just like there's whole loads of information and it's cool now like it's exactly. cooler than it was it's always exactly. been cool but like now it's mainstream cool. no, it is because you know i could go into a school maybe four or five years ago and kids will not want to you know even if it was pe so yeah a lot of the time now i go in for kind of um, young people that have been kind of handpicked or taken out by their teachers. Okay. So specific young people. Um, and in the beginning, a lot of the time I'll go into school and just do like yoga for PE. Yeah. So it was like a wide range of young people, you know, just doing it for their PE class for the week. Yeah. And they would not want to like, oh, yoga now. <laughs> you know. Now, honestly, I get kids begging like, can I come? Wow. Oh, I want to do yoga. Miss, am I allowed to do yoga? Can I join this? And it's it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, I didn't, I, yeah, for some reason I didn't imagine that. Okay. So, but I think it's because they see it a lot more. Yeah. And like you say, it's cool. Like, I heard a young person this morning saying, oh, I did yoga this morning before I went to, before I came to school. Just 10 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's good. So, um, yeah, definitely times have changed. There's more information out there. I think everybody's kind of, I think maybe because um, more people also talking about um, your mental health. Yes, yeah, definitely. And there's a lot of initiatives to kind of get people active and get young people active. So yeah. I think there's a lot more happening. And because of that, I think that's why it's probably more also accepted for for young, young people. people. Yeah, um, which is good. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> I don't, I'm glad to hear that they're actually like engaging in it because mm-hmm. I guess the main thing is so that they, like you said, it becomes a lifestyle. And it's not just something that is for PE. It's something that mm-hmm. they understand the benefits of. So to hear you say that a young person said, you know, I did it. That's good to yeah, exactly. So you've been practicing yoga before you became. Um, before you started teaching, you've been doing. You've been practicing for yourself. Yes. So I, I personally started practicing in around two thousand and eight. So it's oh, been a very long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I kind of got into it because um, I was reading like. Actually, I was reading. It had nothing to do with health, but I've always been an active person. Okay. So I've always been kind of like. Um, into like health like i've been a vegetarian for the last maybe nine years now Um, and even before that i was really watching kind of what what i was eating mainly due to health issues okay um and i think i kind of i was kind of reading some books about um black history so that's something i've always been interested in black history african history and so on yeah so um i came across a book 
on African yoga. Okay. Um, which is still not widely kind of known, but more right. people yeah. are, are here, like more people know about it now, definitely. So um, I read this book and like, yeah, it really intrigued me. So that's how I kind of got into it. And then I happened to come across a class in Brixton actually. Okay. That um, did African yoga. That did African yoga. Oh, wow. Um so then I was like a regular at this class and that's yeah. really how I got into yoga. Okay. Um so I just took to it. It was something that I was really drawn to and that's why I was kinda like, honestly I'll be there every week. It right. was, you know, if I couldn't it was really something going on or maybe I was at work or whatever. Yeah. But I'd be there every week and I used to um get one of my friends to come along when she could. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how um, I got into it. Um, and yeah, it was just, I suppose it just fit into my lifestyle. Right. Because as I said, I was very into kind of like health and wellness. Um, and that for me as well, because it kind of had that African connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think I kind of drew to that connection or... Yeah, I don't know. I just kind of just vibe with me, I suppose. Fair enough. No, that makes sense. I'm not like I don't know that much about African yoga. Mm-hmm. Like I know a little bit, but yeah, what are the basics? Like, mm-hmm. no, there's no basics. But what in? To be honest, um, so I've done a training in. So really, African yoga, I think, is a kind of form that's been developed by um, that teacher. But it's all come from, or it's all derived from. Egyptian yoga, which, um, and actually, you know, coming across all different people, you know, in the kind of wellness industry, or not in the world industry, actually, just kind of around, I suppose. (laughs) Um, You know, I I was speaking to somebody and they were saying, they were saying to me, oh, you know, they've read that there was different forms of yoga practiced in different places in Africa, just called, not called yoga, obviously, because this is a Sanskrit term yeah and um and the same for egyptian yoga also known as yoga right um but so these are kind of ancient forms that were practiced in africa but like with everything a lot of our history is either hidden or it's not kind of known yeah um um, but it's there if you kind of look into it. Right, and yeah. the same like with martial arts and all different types of things, we were doing these things, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, you just kind of have to look and you'll find the information. Some, yeah, like piece it together in a way. Exactly. <laughs> I have two questions, I'm like, which one shall I ask first? So you said that you've been, sort of wellness has been a part of your life for a while. Um, thinking like the earliest, I guess the very beginning of when you started to, I wouldn't say take one well, seriously, but when it became a part of your life, do you remember like what that beginning bit looked like? Um, how you sort of, how yeah, how you found that path? I guess. Yeah. Um, I've been into kind of fitness always. Okay. Anyway, so even in school, I'd be running. Okay. Like you know, I do you know, sprinting, sports day, or yeah. like you know, you know, they try and get you into these school teams or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's always kind of maybe doing sports in that in that sense um I suppose that was just like I don't know that was just something that was just always there yeah um I used to well I still do run okay um so that's something that it was just I don't know it's just I suppose I don't know I can't really say 
It just fits in with like just you, you, yeah, exactly. You know, I'll be, you know, like okay, I'm going for a run. Like, it just allows me to kind of clear my mind, right. and then, you know, I'll be running with my neighbour down the road, or do you know what I mean? I'm just glad to you guys kind, have of... That kind of relationship. <laughs> my neighbours, not so much. Well, my old neighbour, not necessarily my neighbour who lives, you know, whatever. Yeah, we used to work together. She just happened to live on my oh, road. Cool. Um, you know, so it's just like, okay, oh, you run, I run, yeah. oh, let's run together. Yeah. So, you know, so it's just been been a part of how I've just, just been, village, I can't yeah. even say, but in terms of, like, food-wise, like, if we're talking about those type of things, yeah, I kind of got into eating kind of healthy just because of health issues Okay. Um, that I was having. And, you know, I'd go to the doctor, I'd go and have different kind of examinations at the hospital and nobody knows anything. Like, yeah. you know, and I'm just like, I'm going to have to just take these things into my own hands yeah. because before you know it, they'd be telling me, oh, you've got this or you're, you're dying or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's how I really got into kind of healthy eating. And I just, again, I can't really say, it's just a part of me, like, I've always kind of been into, like, natural hair care, making yeah. my own oh, hair care, so. making my own skincare. Yeah. yeah. Just, I just think that's just how I am. Yeah. And that's just been my interest. Yeah. And so I've just, just kind of, yeah, exactly, gone that route. Right. I can't really say, you know, apart from, like, the eating side of things, I can't really say anything else. Like, oh, you know, this happened and then I suddenly... I've just always been interested in, in kind of, like, you know, I suppose it's well-being. Right, But that's yeah. not what I would think about. Yeah. But, um... That's just what I've always kind of been drawn to. So that's cool. It's, it's weird because that's really similar to my journey in the sense that, yeah, I used to like make natural stuff for my hair, and then it sort of moved into my skin, mm. and then sort of moved into the food aspect. Mm. So yeah, I think sometimes it just if it's an interest of yours, you kind of end up yeah, yeah going that way. Yeah. Interesting. So you you practice it and you teach. What would you say if any if there, if anything, what the difference in sort of teaching as opposed to just practicing um i kind of look at it different and i suppose i've come from kind of teaching young people right. anyway in like the classroom oh yeah. yeah um so i suppose it's just felt almost quite similar to that okay um so you give a lot that's one thing that i can say but i can't really think of anything else because i suppose it's just gone from one one style of teaching to, to another right. yeah um you know, and it's the same thing. You're kind of sharing a practice or knowledge that you know. Yeah. Um, and supporting the next person to kind of take on that knowledge for themselves, right. almost. So that's that's all I can kind of say on that side. In terms of practicing yourself or myself, mm. um, it's taught me, I suppose, you need to take time yourself right. I suppose that's kind of maybe the contrast because as you're teaching you're giving you're giving you're yeah giving, and then it kind of makes you and sometimes like you're teaching a lot and you're quite tired because yeah. you're you know you're constantly giving exactly yeah so you think oh I need a break I need a break I need a break but then it's you get to a point or I get to the point where it's like actually I need some of this for myself yeah you need your oh, moment exactly yeah I need this support. Yeah. <laughs> I need this practice for myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that's the only kind of thing and that's taught me, especially now, like, okay, stop, take time for yourself yeah. and actually give back to yourself because otherwise you're going to constantly burn out and that's something that I do a lot. Right. 
burnout, you know, go back to burnout again. So yeah. I've kind of, I'm just kind of being quite mindful about it and thinking, you know, no, you need to take time to have your own practice, yeah. even if it's just 10 or 15 minutes per day. Yeah. Um, Which can be a challenge sometimes. You just like, your mind's on the go. Yeah. Like, I need to do this, but you, you need to. 100% challenge. Yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> I try to remind myself that all the time. I'm just like, you can't encourage other people to, to you know, take their, their health and well-being seriously and then, like, neglect yourself because exactly. it's sort of... But, yeah, it's a challenge. Another challenge, um, and I want to ask you about it as well, is seeing that we have similar sort of journeys in the sense that we've always kind of been into the health and well-being, but you're in a position where you're encouraging other people who may have never haven't had that same experience or who didn't know anything about health well-being or just have had problems starting how do you motivate from i guess coming from i guess what i'm trying to say is like how do you manage to motivate people who are just starting who haven't had like an experience with well-being coming from a place of having had that if you know what i mean <laughs> well i'll just say i think number one is about educating mm. because a lot of people don't know they see and still you get a lot of I hear a lot of adults still saying, oh, it's not for me. I'm yeah. not flexible. Oh, you know, I'm a bit big. What What can I wear? It's mm. like, it's not about that. Just mm. like, I understand because in terms of yoga, you kind of see all of these studios and even sometimes I can go as a student or even as a teacher yeah. and diversity is not there. Yeah. And regardless whether you're thinking skin colour, size... size age sometimes it's just a lot of females do you know what i mean so it's not a diverse place and that can put people off for all different types of reasons so um i think it's kind of educating and making people feel kind of safe and relaxed that's one thing when it comes to young people for me i would never go in and i teach like preschoolers up to like young adults i will never i mean young adults is slightly different even like older teens is slightly different but usually i wouldn't go in and teach like i'm teaching an adult class because right. it's, it's boring a, yes <laughs> yeah it can be boring okay i don't want to say it's boring for me but it can be but boring for them because for them. they're like what's this you know like you can't just go in and be like like you know oh more do you know what i mean they're yeah. gonna be like what the hell is what is this so i think because i've come from like teaching young people you have to get creative. Yeah. It needs to be engaging. And that's where, um, you know, in terms of Project Yogi, I've got kind of different programs that are not, it's not just yoga, it's not just mindfulness. Um, you know, I've got different programs where I've kind of, yeah, I've kind of created my own yeah, exactly. kind of things to just make sure it's engaging, but right. still educating. And obviously they're still receiving the benefits. Yeah. Um, and that's just from experience because I've done it for so long, I've kind of, child and seeing what works and what doesn't right and then in terms of adults i've just like last year recently started doing like some pop-up events oh, cool. for people of color because okay. i feel like again we still kind of need to know a little bit more about wellness yeah um sometimes we don't always just and i'm not saying for everyone because i went to something recently and, mm-hmm. and this was a fitness thing and, and they were saying oh you know how can we get more people of color into our kind of fitness studio and oh. um, we're trying to make it more affordable and it's like it's not always about it's money it's not about the price of the <laughs> there's people of colour that have got 
amazing jobs yeah. earning so don't just think that oh, the only reason they don't have yeah. money to attend our studio that's not that's not the case some no. people may well not yeah but that's everyone across the board right do you know what i mean it's Literally. not just people of color that right. might not be able to afford so it's again it's like looking at what's what's the issue i feel like the issue a lot of the time is sometimes if it is the case where they may not kind of have that extra money mm. obviously they get it they want to spend on something else not right. necessarily thinking oh i've got to look after my well-being you know yeah probably thinking, oh i want to go on a holiday or oh i want to buy these shoes that i've seen or actually i'm going to use the money to maybe go out yeah. with friends right. or something like that another thing could be they don't feel safe in the space they don't feel relaxed in the mm. space they don't feel welcome in that space because right. they're not seeing a reflection of them yeah whether that's within the teacher or within the, the student, people that yeah. are coming do you know what i mean so that can be another issue and i think another like maybe a third issue is they don't know about well-being mm. they're not they don't know about health it's not in everybody's culture right. in terms of eating healthy maybe that's not their cultured food um in their culture maybe well be like mental health and physical fitness is not something that's exactly do you know what i mean so it's not the first thing that they're thinking of but maybe if you open their eyes to or give them an experience then they can be oh actually that was nice for me i quite like that oh i'm gonna do it again it's just about educating so i've um yeah i'm doing these pop-up events and um i mean i've just really mainly done yoga but it's not all it's not going to be just about yoga so it's going to be kind of around the board of well-being but um you know this is just what i'm starting with and it's just again to kind of be like okay this is kind of for us yeah yeah you're going to see people like you um and it's not just black people so whoever identifies as someone as of color whether that's asian person or you know wherever wherever mm. it's someone from south america and they feel that they're they that's feel the, that's yeah. what they class themselves as then they're welcome to join as long as you be respectful in the space to everybody who's in the space yeah and it's just yeah come and experience different kind of well-being um sessions yeah and see that's what's cool. for you and there's other people that you you know that you may kind of connect with yeah. there and you know somewhere that you're supposed to feel welcomed and comfortable and then just go from there so i feel like it's kind of come and find out what it's about right um because it's probably not what you think yeah you know you'll be um, surprised exactly so yeah i think that is really important i know i go on about it over and over again so people on the podcast like yes we know it's definitely but no i do think it's important that um we drive home that message of wellness and well-being being for us as well as much as any anyone else because I feel like coming from like having like a bit of an experience in public health and in fitness it does feel like we're just like even in terms of in terms of like health promotion and and like how fitness is promoted it's not advertised or geared towards us in the sense like it's almost like the message is you know this isn't quite for you and people people take that message and internalize it and say actually well this isn't for me and like i'll be speaking to potential clients or just people in general who ask about fitness and they'll make jokes like oh you know you're a fit person so it's for you and it's like it's not it's not about that it's not a fit person like this is supposed to be as, as as important as education as important as like it's supposed to be a part of your life because it's your health it's not just your fitness it's not that just the outside it's the inside as well 
So I think that is important, yeah. Exactly. Cool. So when is the, the pop-ups? When is the next one? Um, well, I'm... It's supposed to be this month. Okay. <laughs> Watch this space. But I am just kind of... It's been quite a nightmare of um, getting a particular venue. Right. And also I was supposed to kind of be partnering with somebody who kind of let me down. Okay. Um, the struggles so of entrepreneurialism. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it's like I kind of had to go back and be like, okay, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, you know, change. And then obviously I have to look for a venue again. Yeah. Um, so soon. Okay. We will, we will watch the space. Yes, we will. Um, so one of the questions I also wanted to ask was about, well, this is, this is more me asking you for myself. So I'm in it right now. I feel like I'm in a space where I'm trying to fall back in love with fitness. So I know I use, like I'm, in general, I, I know what fitness is for in my life. And I know about like eating well. And I, it's, become a part of me on an ordinary day. So I'll do my Pilates in the morning because I know I have to. But like the, the thrill of it has sort of gone. So I'm like on this journey of how do I fall back in my fitness? So I wanted to ask you if you've ever had a moment where you're just like, I know why I do this. I know about well-being. It's always going to be a part of me, but I'm just not enthused by it. And how do you get yourself like back in the moment where you're like, actually, yeah, I love fitness. Mm-hmm. Maybe I love, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. So... I've been through that a number of times. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, look, I don't have the mind space. I'm tired. Mm. I've got 101 things to do. Yeah. I don't have time to practice. I don't have time to attend a class. Right. I don't have time. I don't have time. So I, I totally get it. But I think like recently, um, you know, I've been saying like, no, at least every day. And if not every day, then as much as you can. And right. I think for me, the biggest thing has been not putting too much pressure on myself. Okay. Because I feel like if you really put pressure on yourself, like, oh, you should be doing this. Why are you not doing this? You should be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, well, that's how I feel like I was talking to myself. Me too. I'm judging myself every day. What's going on here? So I think, don't put that pressure, but just say, so like now, instead of like, I'll be like, no, you should be practicing at least one hour. Like of yoga, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? You're supposed yeah. to be teaching other people. You're not even doing it for yourself. <laughs> so like, the voice inside the head. <laughs> so I'll be like, okay, don't put too much pressure. Doesn't have to be an hour. Even if I do three to five poses, right? And I'm just holding, doing some breath work. Even if it's a two, three minute meditation mm-hmm. that I'm doing, then I've done something, right? And something is better than nothing, right? So I think it's. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Like, I can't always run. So, because I, I also do running yeah. um, each week. So Oh, you do it weekly? Yeah, oh. weekly. So, I was training a lot more in the summer because obviously it was warm yeah. and it was motivating. Like, yeah, get up in the morning, it's cool. Sunshine. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> nice run. And then obviously, it started to get cold. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I'm not getting up. Running in the cold is a different (laughs) different thing. (laughs) So instead of saying I can't do, and I was training, I was training for for some races as well. So it was like, you know, you have to do four to five days of training at least. But obviously, weather got cold. Um, Now I'm not, well, something is coming up, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know whether I'm going to do that race. To be determined. (laughs) Exactly. Um, just because I know I probably cannot commit to the amount of training, okay. yeah. that's why. But even with that now, so like I go to a run club okay. every week. 
And uh, there's another one that I go to, which is every two weeks. So then I say, okay, at least I know I'm going to get an hour, an hour and a, and a half maybe of run a week. Yeah. yeah. Or at best twice a week. Right. Um, which again is better than nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So I think just like not putting too much pressure on yourself and doing something is just better than not doing anything. Yeah, no, that's true. Because I think these last couple of weeks, especially after Christmas, which is weird because normally after Christmas, after New Year, it's like, like, yeah, (laughs) for me it's the opposite. (laughs) So now I think I'm just like, I'm going to do this thing, a little bit of that and just like build it up again as opposed to put so much pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, So I do this thing called Secret Sauce. Well, I said I do this thing, this is the third episode, but I will be doing this thing mm. <laughs> called Secret Sauce. And um, it's basically you giving me your recipe for a healthy well-being journey. Um, so just five things that you think are important um, in sustaining like a, a healthy well-being journey, um, like from your personal experience. Okay, number one, I would say be open-minded or stay open-minded because... You never know, and it's good to just kind of try, and if it's not for you, you can move on to something else. Um, and I would say number two, don't have any expectations, right. just try. And again, like, yeah, don't have any expectations, try it. And again, if it's not for you or something that kind of doesn't fit with you, then there's a whole load of other things out there. So, right. for example, if it's something like that's kind of physical, you know, you might try yoga, and then think, okay, no, it's not for me. And then maybe go and try Pilates. And you might like Pilates more. And it's still kind of a physical activity. It yeah. kind of still helps with well-being, um, you know, keeping active and fit. So um, I would say number three would be staying hydrated. <laughs> because actually you'd be quite surprised how much people don't even drink water. Yeah. Um. And it's like, how can you not drink water? Like, your body is made up of, say, 70, 75, 71. You know, I don't want to get technical, but let's be realistic. Your body is made up of water. Just, like, you know, stay hydrated. Yeah, how it's, can it's, you just drink Coke and tea? And, like, I think I'm probably being a bit biased because I don't drink, again, because of health reasons, I stopped drinking a lot of stuff. I haven't drank, drunk any fizzy drinks for a long time. Same. I used to be a champion fizzy drink um, drinker. Really? <laughs> I've never really been, like... Because when I say a long time, probably like maybe even 15 years, I have drunk some, Yeah. but really, even within that time, I can probably count on both hands the amount of times I've drunk a fizzy drink between that time. So I know it's like maybe, you know, this is how you eat though, or this is how you drink, but it's like, yeah, you can drink those things, but just still, I think... In moderation. Yeah, Yeah. have some, have water, man. Have some water. (laughs) So you've got open-minded, just don't go into it with like preconceived kind of like yeah, yeah. Exactly. staying hydrated so you've got two more um i would say 100 percent self-care so yes. this is one thing that i'm like and i know it's kind of a buzzword like it's been a buzzword for a little while but honestly it is such a big it is a big thing and i think just for me like this is something that i've really been focusing on recently right like just because i'm someone that can get really overwhelmed and burnt out mm. and it's just actually no just take some time for yourself again even if it's an hour a week yeah. even if you haven't got that much time literally you've maybe got one hour on a weekend or something where you yeah. can just have that time do it and whatever it is go it might be 
going for a walk, it might be reading a book, it might be taking a hot bath or a shower, yeah. it might be literally just lying down on the on the sofa <laughs> right. and like I'm gonna binge watch um something on Netflix. Just no, literally I do feel it's so important just to kind of like stop, have mm. some me time and just you know, just kind of recenter. And I know it's like again, I know it's kind of a buzzword, but I do think that is it's a important. Really big thing. Yeah. So um and the last thing I would say is okay, I'll go back into food. So the last thing, number five, yeah. is um I'd say balanced diet. Okay. Um <laughs> and I know they're probably like, oh please She's by the day. But I'm just you know, I'm just giving my own Yeah, this is just from your personal experience. And again, I know I said um, I've kind of been a vegetarian. I don't even like to say. I just say plant based anyway. Right. I've been saying that anyway, um, and I'm not saying you have to do that because I do feel like everybody's body's different. Right. Some people may physically have to eat meat, and right. I do believe that. I do think some people physically, the way they're physically built up, yeah. have to eat meat. We're all from different kind of continents, right. from different places in the world, and you know, you've got that kind of history of particular diets yeah. so i do feel that some people maybe within their diet have to eat specific need things yeah um that's my personal opinion um i don't it works for my body i can kind of you know eat a plant-based diet and i'm fine mm. um you know and it's helped me with a lot of health issues that i've had mm. um but i would say even if i'm not saying oh you have to become a vegan or you know, you need to become a vegetarian, but I would say eat healthy just in terms of the way that the food industry is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just be careful of what you're putting what, into yeah, your body. Absolutely. Um, so if you are eating meat, that's fine, but also make sure you're getting kind of nutrients and minerals, um, you know, in other areas of yeah. your diet, just to make sure that it's balanced, because I feel that those things do contribute to, like, illness. Definitely. So. I believe that as well. I think... In fact, more not maybe not more so than fitness, but what you put inside your body is a big part of 100%. it. And we can take it for granted sometimes. So where can we find um you on the socials? And also, um, what is next for I guess you in terms of projects? You said you have the pop up, we're gonna be waiting for that. Um, in terms of um Project Yogi, how can we find out more about it? Um how do you guess how does a school get you to come in? Um, so usually I will just receive the emails. Okay. Um, I probably need to do a bit more outreach. <laughs> but I do have kind of information I sent out, so I've yeah. got kind of like brochures to schools and things like that. But a lot of the time, actually, which is quite good, we get a lot of referrals. Oh, cool. So either somebody's heard something or another teacher's kind of passed it on to another teacher in another school, things right. like that. Um, but if you want to get in contact with Project Yogi, we do different kind of programs, not just yoga, mindfulness, we do wellbeing programs, we've even got kind of a literacy program as well. Oh. Um, so you can get in contact with me at info at projectyogi.com. Our website is www.projectyogi.com. And our um, social media handle is at Project Yogi. So you can kind of contact me on either of those. Um, and then personally, I am on Instagram as Melanin in Blue. So Melanin underscore in underscore blue. And you can kind of see what I am doing. I am going to do a lot more well-being 
events going forward and do look out for the next pop-up it's I'll definitely be coming soon it's definitely I'll coming soon <laughs> so you can have a look on uh, my feed for some of the other events that I've done cool. and you can kind of see what they look like um, just to get some ideas but yeah that is where you will find me yeah well to say thank you very much for coming today and sharing me. All of your information with us. I'm just glad that like we're being we're able to have these conversations. And I always get I think it's towards the end of the podcast, I always get all like mushy, like I'm just so but no, I think it's because I really am passionate about like hearing different people's stories because like we're like you said, we're all different and so we're gonna be approaching this health and well being from many different angles. So thank you so much. Thank you. Wish you all the best and I will be at the next pop up. So I'll be watching that space. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Move Memoirs. You can follow the podcast using the handle at move memoirs on instagram and twitter you can follow me using the handle at steph to it on instagram if you've got any questions feedback or topics you want covered on the show or you want to share your move memoir on the podcast then contact me you can send me an email using the address connect at steph or you can send me a message on any of the social media channels 